Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. Echo is a group of people in Cincinnati, Ohio, who love Jesus, love hanging out, and are navigating the ups and downs of our faith together. We're glad you're here. Okay, everyone here who's young or less young, I have questions. Okay, how many of you are on a team right now? You can raise your hand. You can yell, woohoo. Are you on a sports team? Are you on... Are you in choir? Are you in a play? Are you in a club? Anybody? Have you ever been on a team? Anyone, anyone? Adults, have you been on teams? All right, are you on a team at work? Do they put you on committees that you don't want to be a part of? Yes, so teams can happen anywhere. Does anybody have a group of friends? Do you eat lunch with? Yes, friends, young and old. Those are teams too. Those are very good teams. Sorry, my microphone wants to leave my face. So the thing about teams is you can do stuff together that you can't do on your own. And the one cool thing is about being on a team is when you do something, whether you play a game or you put on a play, put on a show, or you accomplish a goal at work, then what can you do? You can celebrate. How many in here like to celebrate? Do you like to cheer? Do you like to dance? Do you like to sing? Anyone? I found some videos for us to watch this morning about ways that teams like to celebrate. So let's play the first one. And if any of you are Ohio State fans, you might know this one. Anyone who's an Ohio State fan here? Yes. Do you find this? Does this pump you up? Because to me, it's very therapeutic to like watch them move. It's like somehow satisfying to my brain. So this is a way for teams to show their identity, right? They're spelling out Ohio. It's very famous. And so then another way you could cheer would be to like, after you won, you do a special cheer. So this starts with a thunderclap. This is the Carolina Hurricanes. And then they do something different at the end. Oh, they all fell down. The, uh, one other one, they did duck, duck, goose. They do different things after each one. And then finally... Even if you win something and you're on your own, you remember that the coaches helped you get there. All right, that was a guy thanking his coaches. You have ideas now. Okay, so today we're going to read a story in Exodus chapter 15, and it is about the God's people celebrating. Just like these teams, they're celebrating a win. Because something happened and God brought them through. Today, we're in Exodus 15. There are kids' Bibles around. And we're going to put the version on the screen that's from our kids' Bible, the New International Reader's Version, for everyone to follow along. Now, kids, Exodus is which book in the Bible? Which one? Can you show your hands? Kids have been memorizing the Bible. Oh, and what you got? Where is Exodus? What starts? Yes, the second one, Genesis, Exodus. All of our Echo kids are learning the books of the Bible this year and in the order that they're in. And so that's what we've been studying here as adults, kids, and kids. I think in the fall, you talked about Moses and Egypt and Pharaoh and the Red Sea and the 10 plagues. Well, that's what we've been reading here too. So make sure you ask an adult if they know the same stories you did, Okay. So let's go through where we are in Exodus. God's people, the Israelites, they lived in Israel, but they moved to Egypt because they ran out of food at home. 
And they lived there for a while, but then Egypt, eh, they started getting a little nervous about Israel living there. So they started to be real mean to them. And for 430 years, they had to work very hard and were not nice to them at all. God chose a man named Moses to be his partner on his team. Moses, his brother Aaron, and God were all a team. And they went to Pharaoh and said, be nice to the Israelites and let them go free. So God gave Pharaoh 10 final chances. And finally, Pharaoh let the people go. So that was a big celebration, part one. But something else happened. We said that Israel grew to be a million people. And that's a long that's a long journey to go on together. It takes a while to get this many people together. And so as they were walking out, Pharaoh changed his mind. They were like, oh, wait, maybe we should go. Let's go back one. You're a little ahead. Maybe we should go after the Israelites because now we miss them and we want them to work for us for free again. So they sent after chariots pulled by horses. Now, chariots and horses can move a lot faster than a million people walking. So they caught up to them. And here was the scary part. Now we can go to the next one. The people were, looked behind them and they saw an enemy coming. And they looked in front of them and there was a ton of water. So they didn't know what to do. The people were very scared. And you can see on their faces, when you get scared, maybe, you're, maybe your heart beats fast or you, you want to hide behind an adult. If you get very scared, but God said he would take care of them. So Moses did a miracle. He had a staff like this, and he raised it. God said, raise it in the air. And then God said, I will move the waters to the left and to the right. And in the middle was dry ground. And they all walked and walked. Look at them. The water, the fish are on either side of them. They're just walking on dry ground, water. On either side, God did a miracle and they were saved. The bullies lost, the Israelites won. It's time to celebrate. And so today, what we're doing is we're reading about a song. Because when they got really excited, they sang a song. It's the first song ever written down in the Bible. Now, they might have sang other songs, and, but this is the first time it was written down up until this point in history. So huge praise celebration because they knew that it looked impossible, but God made it possible. So kids, I'm going to chat with the grown-ups a little bit now. So if you want to pull out your coloring pages, you can listen too. But we're going to start to read the scripture together. And keeping with the team metaphor, I want us to break down this song. We're not going to read every word, but we're going to look at some key verses that there was like kind of three song themes within the big song. So, chant number one. The first part of this song is going to describe who we are. So think about, you know, any team, any sport you go to, there's probably some chant that says the team name. Like, Kaylin goes to Walnut and they have an Eagles rumble. You know, you kind of say your team name in there. This happens to be Kentucky fans, I'm a Kentucky basketball fan, these are my people-ish. Uh, so anyway, they cheer and you chant and you say your team's name and you just call out who you are. Okay, so think about that while I read for us verses 1 and 2 and then 13. I will sing to the Lord, he is greatly honored. He has thrown Pharaoh's horses and chariot drivers into the Red Sea. The Lord gives me strength and protects me, he has saved me. He is my God, I will praise him. 
He is my father's God and I will honor him. And then later in the song it says, because your love is faithful, you will lead the people you have set free because you are so strong. You will guide them to the holy place where you live. So this might be a little interesting way to look at it, but if you notice some of the words in there, the people describe themselves as the one whose strength was the Lord. So that's a piece of their identity. They are the ones who worship Yahweh. And they came from a place in Egypt where there was a lot of different gods. And they're identifying themselves as we are the people who worship the Lord. And we said anytime we see Lord in all caps there in our scripture, it's Yahweh, the name that God said you could call him. So they are, they're a people who worship Yahweh. It also says, this is my father's God. So they're connecting themselves to a family because before Israel became a million people, they started with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, his 12 sons. They were a family and the family grew and grew into a nation. And so these people, Israel, are going back and claiming their identity as, yes, we are the people who lean on God and we have for generations, our fathers have. And finally, they also identify themselves as the people Yahweh set free. It says, the Lord gives me strength and the Lord will lead the people you have set free. From here on out, Israel is the ones that God rescued. And they will identify themselves as such throughout scripture. And generations from now, God will still remind them, I am the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. And so these are people who were rescued by God as part of their identity. Uh, One more cool thing to note in this section. Back in verse one, before the song ever begins, it says, here is the song that Moses and the people of Israel sang to the Lord. So Moses is singing these words too. And if you remember, Moses has had an identity crisis because he was born in the people of Israel, but he was adopted by Egypt and grew up in that house. So he had to watch his adopted people being mean to his birth people. And then he lived with a third group of people, the Midianites, for 40 years. He's got all these identities, but here he is proclaiming for all to say, I identify and claim Israel as my people. Okay, song number two. It's it's that time where you kind of taunt the opponents, right? There's always, a, maybe there's always a cheer that says that you're number one, they're number two, right? You're going to taunt them. I had to, had to use the, this famous taunt that happened this year. Teams usually have fight songs that are supposed to gear you up and to say how strong you are, how weak the opponent is. And we see that here in this song too, here in Exodus 15, verses 3 through 10. Here's a few snippets. The Lord goes into battle. The Lord is his name. He has thrown Pharaoh's chariots and army into the sea. Lord, your right hand was majestic and powerful. You threw down those who opposed you. Uh, Skipping down, it says, the powerful blast from your nose piled up the waters and your enemies bragged, we'll chase Israel, we'll catch them. Our powerful hands will destroy them. But you blew with your breath and the Red Sea covered your enemies. They sank like lead into the mighty waters. That's some smack talk right there. You don't know if you see it. Did you notice? Like, sometimes people talk about, like, if a water moves, you would think, like, breath. Um, it made me laugh 
Dylan and I are reading the scripture together this week, and we're like, it says it came out of his nose. It says the powerful blast from your nose. Sometimes I think of God blowing, and I would think like of his mouth, but I would not think about it coming out of his nose. I don't, something else could happen there. Okay, that's making us laugh. The people, they're not singing about their own abilities, you notice. The hero in this story is the Lord. He is the one who's doing the battle. He is the one protecting his team. And so they've lift him up and they said that he has power and that the Egyptians are defeated. An interesting thing to note, the late Jewish scholar Nahum Sarna pointed this out. He said later in scripture, you're going to read many times when you flip through what we know of as the Old Testament scriptures. And they're going to bring back the fact that God delivered his people and he brought them through the Red Sea. And he says, if you notice, they leave off the Egyptian part. All this taunting right here, it happened in the moment. Like, yeah, you're really pumped up. You're really ready to defeat your enemies. But he said the revenge and that kind of feeling faded away, and the people from here on out focused on the deliverance, the rescue from God. Okay, we have one final segment of our song, and that's the MVP. So I I chose this photo because Rose Lavelle is a local local Cincinnatian, on the U.S. national women's team. Now, you might chant for a particular player, soccer. Soccer teams do this well. If you are a fan of Ted Lasso, we know that Jamie Tart song. Jamie Tart, do, 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 Jamie Tart. Okay, so that's kind of like you're cheering for the player that's so amazing. And you do that to, like, say, you did it. You have skills. You brought, you helped our team win. Well, now there's a segment in this song where Yahweh, God, the Lord, is the MVP. And so there's just lots of praise and worship here in this song. Verses 11 and 12 say, Lord, who among the gods is like you? Who is like you? You are majestic and holy. Your glory fills me with wonder. You do amazing things. You reach out your right hand, and the earth swallows up your enemies. And verse 17 says, you will bring your people in, You will plant them on the mountain you gave them. You have made that place your home. Lord, your hands have made your holy place secure. The Lord rules forever and ever. A lot of times, these are the kind of words that we sing at the beginning of Echo Church. We sing songs of worship where we're lifting up God, saying that he's our MVP, most valuable player. He's the one that brings us through. Now, we said that, I don't know if we noted before, that the Israelites, they not only sang, but they danced. So let's read about that in verse 20. Aaron's sister, Miriam, it's also Moses' sister, she was a prophet. She took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women followed her, and they played the tambourine, and they danced. And she sang this song. Sing to the Lord, he is greatly honored. He has thrown Pharaoh's horses and chariot drivers into the sea. So, remember Miriam, she's the one who watched her baby brother hanging out in a river, and she watched over him. She's a good big sister, and now she's leading the people as like a a reprise here. They've done the full song. Now she said, it's time to dance. So they have a dance and a tambourine, and they just praise with their full selves. And uh, just a special promo here in a few minutes, we're going to invite Everyone to praise with their full selves. So hold on just a moment. As we close, we want to remember why the people sang. 
They sang all these songs to lift up God and to remember. Because sometimes when you sing things, it helps you remember words. There's a lot of scripture I remember because I learned it as a song. So we remember that it looked impossible, but God made it possible. I wonder if we can chant together. If I say it looked impossible, can you guys yell, God made it possible? You guys want to participate? You ready? Okay, I'm going to say it looked impossible, but... You guys sounded so much stronger than I expected on time number one. Let's do it two more times. It looked impossible, but... It looked impossible, but... All right. Many years after the Red Sea miracle, Jesus lived on earth. And he reminded people the same thing. His disciples once asked him, Jesus, who can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said... With people, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So we want to remember, there's going to be times in our lives where things feel impossible. And we want to remember the one we can go to. We can pray to God to help make things possible. And here's the thing. Sometimes God's going to do something on the outside that you can see. And it might be a miracle. But at other times, when we pray, God's going to give us that possible strength and bravery and healing on the inside. But he's going to answer us either way. Thank you guys for listening today. We're going to end our time as we do every week with a celebration, and it involves some food. And young and old, if you would like to go with your families to participate, we celebrate Jesus. Because God didn't just rescue the people and the Israelites back in Egypt. He also rescued all of us by sending Jesus to live on earth, to die on a cross, and to raise again. So we don't want to forget that. So the way we're doing it is what Jesus said. Jesus said, eat some food, drink a drink, remember me. So we're going to have a communion time, and it can be, it can be as loud and as rambunctious as we want to. But we're going to remember, if you eat a bread or drink a juice, we are going to remember Jesus. And there are some plastic cups if any older kids want to join with their families. All right, I'm going to do a quick prayer, and then we're going to serve down front. Lord, we thank you so much that you created all of us, young and old, and that you care about us, and that you want to make a way for us, that you make impossible things possible for all of us. Thank you for Jesus and for rescuing us. Amen. Thank you for the gift of your attention today. If you ever want to join Echo Church in person, we meet on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. You'll find us at 1301 East McMillan Street. That's in the Walnut Hills neighborhood of Cincinnati, Ohio, just up the street from our city's beautiful Eden Park. Find out more about us on our website, echochurch.org. Have a great week.